It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. What do the teams you root for, your music playlists, and your podcast feeds all have in common? Spoiler alert, they're a reflection of you, and that's what the State Farm Personal Price Plan has in common, too. It gives you options to help personalize your coverage so that you can protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you, so you can see more of yourself in everything you love. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state, options selected by customer, availability, and eligibility may vary. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. An ESPN report says Dan Snyder was free and clear and wouldn't have had to sell the Washington Commanders had it not been for the emails that he leaked. That and more on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into this Thursday episode of Locked On Commanders Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Washington Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can subscribe for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on YouTube, please do me a favor, hit that like button for the program today, and it'll help other Commanders fans find the show just like you did. And if you want to continue this conversation, you can hit me up at joinsubtext.com slash locked on commanders because i'm your host david harrison on twitter at d harrison 82 credential member of the media and washington commanders beat reporter for commander country a part of sports illustrated's fan nation here with you every monday through friday along with our everydayers and as always i can i appreciate your continued support for the show especially through these trying trying times that is the dan snyder era on today's episode of locked on commanders we're going to discuss more revelations related to Dan Snyder, his apparent torpedoing of his own ownership status of the Washington Commanders. It just, it never stops coming. But hopefully, uh, the, the, the free-flowing Dan Snyder waters of turbulence will start, start to uh, trickle away next week. But we're going to start off today's episode talking about an ESPN report that came out earlier this week. Uh, it came out, I believe, Wednesday, and I didn't have time before I recorded the Wednesday episode to really digest it all. So I wanted to make sure that I had time to do that uh, and bring you this information. Now, nobody has had sympathy, right, for Dan Snyder in this whole process leading up to next week's expected sale of the team. But it turns out that even if you have a little bit of sympathy for Dan Snyder, you might lose a little bit of that sympathy because it turns out that Dan himself may have actually driven the final nail into his own NFL ownership coffin. That is according to a report from ESPN. It's a really well-written article report. It like starts at one point in time, goes to another, jumps back again, moves forward. It's it's really compelling stuff. It's really well-written, but man, it is a doozy. I mean, this thing is 7,000 words long. So I get paid to write. I get paid to talk. So I went ahead and I read this thing for you, and I'm going to give you as much of an abbreviated version of this I can, giving you I think are the most important parts for a Commanders fan to know about right now this story does go all the way back to october 2021 and the eventual resignation of then las vegas raiders head coach john gruden after several inflammatory emails were leaked to the wall street journal i'm sure you remember uh, at least hearing about some of that 
stuff going on. Now, according to the report by ESPN from Don Van Natta, Natta Jr. and uh, Seth Wickersham, the NFL and other owners, including Snyder, knew of the emails months before the leaks and the actual report came out. And the immediate pressure from the league to the Raiders to, quote-unquote, do something uh, about them was, was felt very effectively. Raiders owner Mark Davis actually apparently felt at the time that the whole situation felt like a setup. It was orchestrated by someone who had something to gain from tarnishing Gruden publicly enforcing him out of the league. And Mark Davis was really exceptionally upset about the fact that these emails, again, were known about uh, and were actually rumored about for months before this actual report came out because he apparently was never talked to uh, about these emails until, boom, now it's decision day. Now you're being pressured uh, into doing something. Now, initially, the Raiders or Davis and maybe even Gruden thought it was Goodell specifically acting uh, alone because he didn't like John Gruden. But Goodell told an owners-only meeting behind closed doors that he and his office had nothing to do with the leak. So, of course, everyone then turned their attention to Dan Snyder. And again, these are all related to sources. Most of them, I think pretty much all of them, uh, who asked to remain anonymous because they're giving away some uh, some some tea, as the kids like to say, or at least my daughter likes to say. Now, this isn't necessarily new uh, because one year later, it was widely speculated that Snyder was the source of the leak in an attempt to spread the poison that he was ingesting around the rest of the league and take some attention off himself. I remember when stuff came out and immediately everybody kind of looked at Dan Snyder and said, hey, buddy, like you have something to do with this. Uh, and if he did, as it is accused that he did, uh, it's literally the classic actions of a man who is drowning, just trying to take other people down with him uh, or use them as flotation device, as, as it were. But after months of interviews that ESPN had with executives, lawyers, agents, and league and team officials, they didn't specify what team officials, it appears that a large group of people may have actually been ultimately responsible for these emails coming out, including top NFL executives like Roger Goodell, who reportedly approved the leak of some of the emails, NFLPA Executive Director Demora Smith, who was the subject of ridicule in one or more of the emails leaked that John Gruden sent, who apparently bragged that he was responsible for the leak at some point, and Dan Snyder, of course, uh, through actions taken by his New York law firm, Reed Smith, with the help of Desiree Perez, the CEO of Rock Nation, and apparently... They recycled some tactics that Rock Nation had apparently used during Alex Rodriguez's lawsuit against Major League Baseball back in 2013. Now, a partner at Reed Smith said the firm, quote unquote, never leaked any email and that, quote, neither Dan Snyder nor anyone on his or the team's behalf ever requested or authorized that Reed Smith do so, end quote. An attorney representing Perez, the CEO of Rock Nation, said that she had no roles in any of the leaks, discussions about the leaks or decisions to leak any of those emails. One source told ESPN that Snyder, who was serving his punishment following the foundings of toxic workplace culture, thought that the leaks would deflect blame to former Washington general manager Bruce Allen, who the email exchanges were with. So that seems to be the motive behind Dan Snyder wanting these emails out in the public space is to shift the toxic workplace culture uh, blame from himself. And this is, again, while he's serving his punishment, uh, not allowing him to be a part of the day-to-day -day operations with the Washington Commanders. He wanted that blame shifted from him to former general manager Bruce Allen, with whom, like I said, uh, many, if not all, these emails from John Gruden were sent to Bruce Allen. And some of those emails, or a lot of those emails, actually came while John Gruden was working for ESPN, not even in the National Football League, which is a point of contention in John Gruden's lawsuit. So that is kind of the primary point here for Dan Snyder. Like that's the motivation. That's what you're looking for. So you're, when you talk about crimes, you're looking for means, motive, and opportunity. The means, obviously, Dan Snyder's got access to 
any and all email traffic going in and out of the Washington Commanders uh, facility. The mo- the motivation, there's your motivation to take the attention off of him and say, look, I'm not the bad guy. I'm not the toxic leader. This guy is. Blame him. Everybody hate him and leave me alone. Uh, and then the opportunity. I mean, he's an owner. He's got access to the systems. He's got Roger Goodell's email. He's at the Washington, you know, uh, or the Wall Street Journal's emails 24-7. So he de- definitely has the opportunity. The opportunity is not uh, at all in question. But it turns out that according to ESPN's report, there's actually also another kind of sick reason that Dan Snyder did these, not just to shift the blame off of himself, but there was also another motivation. We're going to talk about that coming up next here on today's episode of Locked On Commanders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But before we do that, we're going to talk about our partners at eBay Motors who have teamed up with the Locked On Fantasy Football host, Vinny Iyer, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're preparing for a draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit your roster. So with draft prep underway for the upcoming season, Let's see who Vinny has picked out for this for us this week on eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy picks of the week. Maybe you go receiver. Somebody's got to go receiver first. Maybe that person is going to be you. And maybe that receiver is Minnesota Viking star Justin Jefferson of Jefferson. Vinny says went on the clock for the first overall pick in the 2023 fantasy drafts. It's okay to get downright giddy about doing the gritty that means picking vikings wide receiver justin jefferson is a guaranteed fit over the past two seasons jefferson led the league in both receptions and receiving yards he will remain a dominant number one and target monster jefferson is a guaranteed fit to ignite the rest of your fantasy football lineup toward winning success Vinny Iyer from locked on fantasy football is going to help you win your fantasy championship and ebay motors knows a championship team is all about each player being a perfect fit And that's the same with your vehicle with eBay's guaranteed fit and over 122 million parts and accessories for your vehicle right at your fingertips. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it and they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. So go forth, switch gears, crank the AC and say goodbye to sweating if your ride needs a little fixing up because now you will always know that you'll be set up for success from the get-go. With eBay Guarantee Fit, everything your vehicle is calling for is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guarantee Fit, only available at U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Thanks again for being a Locked On Commanders first listen or view today. Every day, thank you again for coming through every day consistently like you do. If you're excited for Dan Snyder, no longer be the owner of the Washington Commanders, hit the like button on this episode. So we talked a little bit about Dan Snyder's motivation for helping or contributing or directing whatever he did, whatever hand he had in leaking the emails that ultimately led to uh, the resignation of former Las Vegas Raiders coach John Gruden, right? But it turned out that according to this ESPN report, There may have also been another motivation for Dan Snyder, and apparently Dan Snyder also thought the leaked emails would gain him favor from Roger Goodell by giving him, Roger Goodell, the chance to get rid of John Gruden, who had been a longtime antagonist uh, of the commissioners. Now, of course, as is always the case with these things, ESPN did reach out to the commanders, and commander's chief communications officer Gene Medina 
issued a statement to ESPN that read, quote, ownership is working constructively with the league to finalize the sale of the Washington Commanders to the Josh Harris Group and will continue to support the organization through the transition process. End quote. That's great news. Everybody wants the sale to go through. More on that here in just a little bit. Now, really, at the end of the day, nobody knows who the leaker was. Right now, at least from what we know publicly, there's no definitive answer on who actually leaked those emails to the Wall Street Journal. And there were more emails that came out uh, later after that. But many people are drawing the connections from the emails that leaked to Snyder's own demise that led to the sale. Basically, not believing that two of these incidences are coincidences. Coincidences going to become a theme here. And this was all followed by the start of a congressional inquiry. And then the story that Snyder was telling people that he would, quote unquote, blow up the NFL, the league, and was gathering dirt on as many people as he could. You remember uh, the blackmail files, right? But the ironic twist here is the person damaged the most in this situation outside of Gruden was Dan Snyder himself, the man who's accused or at least uh, accused in this report of being the main catalyst for these emails getting leaked. In the first place, a source close to Snyder told ESPN, quote, he was free and clear that October. He just had to wait out his suspension and let everything blow over, end quote, and said the move was, quote, a major miscalculation. Without the leaks, he might just have survived, end quote. In June 2021, in the midst of the Wilkinson investigation and during a video conference with league officials and other owners, this report says that Snyder's lawyers chose to display a series of slides that were basically screenshots of embarrassing emails and texts from several top league executives, including Goodell's top lieutenant, uh, league attorney Jeff Pash. The point of this was to point out the hypocrisy of the league for going after Snyder while having so many skeletons in their own closet, and it became known apparently in league circles as the blackmail PowerPoints. Uh, so that's a little added blackmailing story about Dan Snyder. Now, apparently those slides worked, though, and Goodell rep- reportedly started getting pressure to punish Snyder, but not too stiffly. And by late June, a source said it started to appear that Snyder was actually dictating his punishment. That's a quote, quote unquote, dictating his punishment down to the finest detail. The result, we talked about him being on that punishment earlier. That punishment was that he had to stay, abstain from official league business and official team business, and he got a $10 million fine, something that Snyder reportedly bragged about being a light punishment. Imagine $10 million being a light punishment. Now, when Beth Wilkinson turned over the 650,000 or so emails over to the league, part of the findings that were never published, of course, and recommended the league force Snyder to sell something the NFL says never happened. That's when the Gruden emails started circulating as rumors and gossip until those leaks happened. Between the time the Beth Wilkinson investigation uh, concluded and the leaks came out, Snyder was away from the team but was attending games because he didn't feel that that violated the terms of his punishment. He wasn't involved, quote unquote, in the day to day, but he was attending the games uh, essentially as a fan, but a very entitled fan. But he was also under the impression that his abstaining from official activities would end as of November 1st, 2021. But that wasn't the case. And when Roger Goodell refused to let him back in the league meetings, Dan got mad. Several NFL owners and executives told ESPN for the report that if Snyder had just laid low and served his full punishment, he likely could have kept his team. Think about that. If he just stays out of the business for a season, pays the $10 million fine, which he apparently told people was light change, he probably still has ownership of this team even through next week. And that's where those leaks came in. So he wanted to divert attention from himself. He wanted to give Goodell the gift of outing 
Gruden, ousting Gruden from the NFL. And that's actually how this report was worded. That's how these sources actually said that Dan Snyder was motivated. He wanted to give Roger Goodell the gift of firing another person. Don't get me wrong. John Gruden's emails, I'm not defending them. But the fact that that is considered a gift in this circle is is just beyond me. Uh, And then call it a day. That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to divert attention, let Roger Goodell fire John Gruden or get him to to resign, and then call it a day. Uh, And apparently it was all orchestrated by or with Desiree Perez, the CEO of Rock Nation. That's where she comes back into the story, who already had a history with the league stemming from their involvement in social justice programs in the Colin Kaepernick situation. Now, a source close to Perez said, according to this report, quote, Goodell and the league wanted to off Gruden and seem like they were tough on racism. This was a gift. Again, we're talking about ending a man's job and, and, and li- livelihood as a gift. Uh, rich people problems, man. And those emails had apparently gotten leaked just a few days after Goodell received them for review. Another coincidence. But there's another interesting coincidence that ties back into the NFLPA's involvement. NFLPA executive director Demora Smith was expected to be voted out of his position right around the time these emails leaked. In fact, when before these emails leaked, there was actually a vote that was a tie, which led it to a full team representative vote. And if you remember, he was the subject of one of these emails sent by John Gruden that included some racial tones that certainly set the world on fire. Well, within hours of those emails leaking, guess what happened? A vote happened, and Smith was reelected by one vote. He got one vote enough or more to stay in his position. And a source told ESPN that he said he was telling people rather that the leak had worked. Furthermore, some of the journalists involved in the leaks being reported had previously written positive spin pieces on Rock Nation and on Dan and Tanya Snyder. And here's where the backfire comes in. Goodell still didn't let Snyder back in the leaks. Good graces. So that didn't go as planned. Dan Snyder didn't get to have his punishment shortened, didn't get back in the league meetings. And then Congress opened an investigation into workplace misconduct and the handling by the league of the Snyder and the Wilkinson investigation, pitting the two sides against each other. That inquiry put tons of issues into the limelight and brought out testimony by former employees to not only put a face to the accusations, but a voice to the accusations. And of course, that all led to the hiring of Mary Jo White to do a new inquiry separate from the Wilkinson investigation. Then came Snyder cruising on his yacht in foreign waters while Goodell testified in front of Congress. And ultimately, the league that once tried to protect Dan Snyder, tried to give him a softball punishment. Just don't get involved in the day-to-day operations. You can even attend the games. You can sit in the owner's box and watch the football games and pay a measly $10 million fine. The same league that once did that turned on him, just like the fan base already had, just like the local media already had. And now he's just one week from selling the team and ending what he once called a lifelong dream to own his favorite NFL team. In the end, not only is Snyder leaving the team in worse standing than he got it, and don't let the increase in monetary value fool you, that's not because of Dan. The team he bought was proud. It was historic when he got it. The team he's selling is unrecognizable and has no legacy to call its own. That's the final word on Dan Snyder and his tour of ownership. Or is it? That's next on today's episode of Locked On Commanders. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. 
Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm Personal Price Plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. A new report from Mark Maskey and Nikki Javala that came out Thursday morning, quite early in the morning, in fact, of the Washington Post, say that there are some legal snags ahead of next week's sale of the team. And they are serious because, of course, course they are why wouldn't they be in a shocking turn of events these problems involve dan snyder uh and they involve dan snyder not being willing to go away quietly but there's another snyder in the ointment ladies and gentlemen according to the report two people told the washington post dan snyder's sister michelle is unwilling to agree to indemnification of the other owners in the nfl from legal liability in the john gruden case that we just discussed says Michelle is a part owner of the commanders. If she doesn't agree to the provisions in the sale agreement, there is no sale of the Washington commanders. But Dan isn't clean in this either. Apparently, he's not willing to sign an affidavit stating that he did not leak the emails that led to Gruden's resignation, even though he testified already under oath in front of Congress, recorded for everybody to rewatch that he didn't leak the email that led to the resignation of John Gruden. So he's already said this under oath. He's just now refusing to sign an affidavit saying that he said it or saying it again, even though he previously had agreed to in the initial uh, sale documents. Now, according to the report, the current commander's owners, quote, have agreed to indemnify the league for any damages arising from the actions of the owners and the team, end quote. But one, it specified that that doesn't include any actions taken by Roger Goodell and or league attorney Jeff Pash. Uh, So in a nutshell, the best that my non-law degree from Arizona State University tells me this source or these sources are saying that Dan Snyder is willing to protect the other league owners from any damages that might come due in the John Gruden case related to any actions that he or his team are responsible for, but he's unwilling to cover the bill for anything that Roger Goodell or Pash did themselves or things that happened under their guidance and or approval. However, Michelle Snyder appears to not be okay with protecting the other league owners at all and basically wants the whole club to pay their share of any damage that come from John Gruden's case, even though, I don't know, the owner of the Los Angeles Chargers didn't do nothing uh, in this situation. Oddly, I actually agree with Dan in this instance, if, again, my non-law degree from Arizona State is correct, that uh, why would he pay for anything that Roger Goodell or his lawyer, his league attorney, did without his knowledge or contribution? Now, if he had knowledge and contribution of this action uh, or a reasonable expectation of knowledge, uh, to the action, then no, buddy, you should absolutely pay. So whatever legal legal uh, wording you need to put in there to say that, well, if Dan contributed or if Dan had reasonable expectation of knowledge that this was going to happen with what he gave him, like if he sent the emails to Roger Goodell and said, hey, buddy, look at this, knowing that Goodell was probably going to do what he did, then yeah, you should you should join uh, in on on the fund of paying dues. But, you know, the owner of the Denver Broncos who has nothing to do with the situation shouldn't have to pay part of any, you know, settlement that John Gruden gets 
from this case, in my personal opinion. And I'm not a lawyer and I'm not, I don't speak for you. So if you disagree, by all means, you can disagree. My conspiracy theory senses say that Snyder sent Goodell those emails knowing he'd leaked them and is basically going to try to say that he had no knowledge of it and that Goodell can't prove he had knowledge of it, which would get Snyder out of paying. Uh, further damage. Also, if Goodell gets found liable for leaking emails just to get an NFL head coach fired, he has to get fired, right? Like if if we go through this and there's evidence that Roger Goodell leaked emails, and again, I'm not defending the email, but if we find out that the commissioner of the NFL leaked information to the media to get a head coach fired, like that's his intention. I, you know, I know he resigned, but the intention was to get him fired. You can't be the commissioner anymore, right? Right. Like that's, that's gotta be a fireable offense. Right. I don't know. Anyway, again, not defending the emails, just saying, I don't think that's the actions of a competent commissioner of an, of a commission that has integrity is a steward of your brand, protecting the shield. Uh, as Raj would always say, the Washington post source uh, sources also called the complications quote significant and quote, not just some small snack, but also acknowledge the possibility. That this is just a way for Snyder to get some last minute concessions from the league before he makes his exit. Hopefully, that's what's happening, and hopefully there will be no more further delays to the sale going through on July 20th next week. Coming up tomorrow, though, we've got another episode here of Locked On Commanders to finish up the week. Maybe more Dan Snyder news. Who knows? The way things are going, we might get another report. And if we do, we'll talk about it. If we don't, I've got some other things up on the board, including Antonio Gibson saying he is the guy for the Washington Commanders offense this season. In the meantime, if you've got any questions or comments, just throw them in the YouTube comments. Hit me on Twitter. Email them to LockedOnCommanders at gmail.com or send them directly to me via subtext. As always, thank you so much for making Locked On Commanders your first listen of the day every day and every day. Or thank you for coming through on a consistent basis like you do. Remember, you can continue the conversation with me over at joinsubtext.com slash LockedOnCommanders. And in the meantime, I want to thank you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your football routine. If you have anything else Commanders related you want to know or you want to discuss, make sure you're also following me on Twitter at dharrison. 82. Until we speak again, please be kind, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.